0: Welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40, a weekly podcast about stepping outside of the box and into a life that is true to who you really are.
1: We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two 40 something year old friends and coaches who are on a journey to live the second half of our lives with greater flow and ease.
0: Our passion is to guide and support our clients in becoming their most authentic and aligned
1: selves. We love digging into a variety of topics and sharing some of our insights and perspectives through our coaching lenses. We both spent the first half of our lives
0: trying to fit into a box only to realize we were burnt out and searching for a better way to do life.
1: We are here to remind you that it's never too late to start living your best life. Let's get into today's episode. I am so excited for today's episode because we are talking about something that I love talking about and could talk about all day long, but most people don't want to hear everything I have to say on it. But for this podcast, we are going to dive down into the ideas around a little bit of a hot topic nowadays, and that is minimalism. So when we talk about minimalism, in general, we're just going to be talking about the idea not in any strict sort of way. But just the idea of being a little more conscientious about what you own, how much you own, and how what you own impacts your life. So, Dominique, what are your ideas or thoughts on minimalism in general? It's
0: an area that I've been so curious about for such a long time. And I think in one of our earlier episodes, when we were talking about our core values, I had mentioned I was doing capsule wardrobe, or that was kind of where I started with my journey and minimalism. And then you shared your love for it as well. So for me, it just felt like over the years as I collected more and more things that I just became more overwhelmed, like mentally. Like my brain was so much busier thinking about all the things that I had to get rid of because they weren't being used anymore or the things I had to clean or store away. And I started looking at it and I was like, there's so much that I don't actually use, but because it was trendy, I know a big part of it too is, For me in clothes, I was trying to figure out my style for the longest time because I was looking at what so many other people were wearing. I loved flipping through fashion magazines. And ultimately, I came to realize that I love simple and minimal. And that's what kind of started me on a capsule wardrobe. But now I'm diving a little bit further down the rabbit hole.
1: Ooh, did anything prompt this new look into minimalism in your life?
0: Yeah, actually, I joined a projector mastermind and a coach that I've worked with in the past. Her name is Sarah. She's soul stories on Instagram. I will absolutely leave her linked in the show notes. She's been a phenomenal coach to work with. I joined her mastermind. It's a very small, intimate group of women who are projectors. And she had a module about energetic cleanse and how with projectors it's extremely important for us to be mindful of how we use our energy and what we're putting our energy into. And the more things you have, the more energy expenditure that's taking to maintain and manage all of these things. And it also kind of went along with how we get mental clutter when we have the physical clutter as well. And that just really, that clicked for me because I was like, oh my gosh, like that very much has been me over the years where I get overwhelmed by looking at all the things that were in my house. So now I'm starting to do that with like digital items, my phone, clearing that out, my computer, and slowly with stuff around the house too. Digital
1: clutter is a big one and it can be really overwhelming. It's an area I have, yet to tackle in my life really because it feels so overwhelming going through all my photos and all my emails i'm a little bit of a digital hoarder because i think i might need this again Me and too. those are like the the two tenants they say that make it really hard to get rid of something are thinking you're going to need it or sentimentality and nostalgia keeping you attached to something that was so important to you in the past, but serves zero purpose to you today other than the memory of it.
0: Huge. I absolutely agree. And when I looked at my core values, though, and I got really clear on how I wanted to be more mindful of where I put my, not only my energy, but my money, my hard earned money. And what was really most important to me was not the material stuff, not was all the physical stuff, but experiences, travel, things like that. And that really helped me get clear on why minimalism and consumerism was an important area for me to focus
1: on that clarified things a little bit more for me. I saw, I don't know, a meme or some inspirational quote thing years ago that hit so impactfully for me. And it was something to the respect of look around at all the things in your house. All those things used to be money and all that money used to be time and you can't get time back. Absolutely. And for people, and not everyone feels this way, but people like we have discussed who value time more than things or money, that is... A real eye opener into being more intentional about what you're bringing into your house because what you're spending your money on used to be your time. And so it has to be something that is going to serve a purpose, make your life easier somehow or bring true happiness or joy to your life hmm
0: It's so funny with you mentioning this meme. I just had a thought pop up yesterday. I was scrolling through Instagram. I hadn't been on Instagram in forever, but I came across one of my past coaches that I worked with. She had posted an image and it's a cartoon image. There's a house in the background and there's two people walking away from the house. One has this giant wheelbarrow full of boxes and it has like these titles on the boxes, like, clothing, like all the material stuff that we could want, toys, play stuff. And the other person has one box in their arms and love is written on there. And it has the person with the stack of items looking over and saying, hey, is that all you need? And the other person's like, yep, carrying their box of just love. When I saw that, I was like, yes, like all of this stuff that we feel is so necessary to make our lives fulfilling and to bring us joy and happiness that we're just collecting over the years and cluttering our lives with, ultimately like that box
1: of love, just feeling love is really, at least for me, where it's at. Oh, I love that. I have not seen that cartoon. That is really good. I have to find it because I saw that and I just had a biggest grin
0: on my face. I was like, yes, you go with your box of love.
1: Right, and I think this brings us to the point of really honing in and becoming more in tune in your life with what is truly bringing you happiness or fulfillment. And if it is a material possession, great. I mean, Dominique and I have talked about our love of stationery and planners and fountain pens and all of these fun things that we do spend our money on because they bring us a lot of happiness and they brought us into each other's lives. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So who knows
0: where some of these items will lead you to?
1: I first was introduced to minimalism through the Marie Kondo book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, which is the first time it hit home for me. But also The Minimalists, those two guys, and they created the documentary on Netflix, and they have a podcast. I watched their documentary, and it really hit home for me about What do you actually need? And I think the statistic that they quote in the documentary is that most American middle-upper-class households own over 300,000 things in their house. And if you really look at all the stuff in an average size two-person, two-child family home, I don't think that's too far off the mark. Yeah, no, neither do I.
0: Absolutely not. And again, like, it really... Like you had said earlier, it goes back to, if that brings you happiness and joy, awesome, great. But if we're collecting these items, buying these items, because we think that it going to fill something that we feel we're lacking or because somebody else has it and it worked for them, but maybe it's not something we really need, but hey, why not try it? It's like just getting clear on why we are consuming so much and is that really making our lives better or is it making us feel like we still have not enough of Mm -hmm. something that we're lacking something within our lives and it's gonna again fill that need so that's what I've been really looking at more closely within my own life and trying to be a little bit smarter because I know times when I've spent money on things that I didn't really need it's because I felt like I was lacking something that ultimately was a little bit deeper than just something physical. But it took time to really, again, get clear on identifying what the real reason was for it.
1: I think it's interesting to note the timing of this surge in popularity for the ideas around minimalism. And again, I don't have any idea that Every person out there is going to embrace minimalism or even be interested in it. But it's interesting that so many people are interested in it at this time because I think just what you said, Dominique, that people are realizing they have all this stuff. They have all this stuff that they thought, if I get these things, I'll be happy. And they're realizing they aren't. And so they're taking a closer look at that and trying to reconcile, okay, what is it? And in the documentary made by The Minimalist, they talked about this, how they just weren't happy. They're two friends. And one of the friends got rid of all of his possessions and only kept the bare essentials. And his other friend noticed, like, man, you seem really happy lately. Like, what's mm-hmm. going on in your life? And he's like, I got rid of all my stuff. Like, I just don't feel that heaviness, that burden of so many possessions. And like you said, maintaining those things. Yeah. And, the focus going on all of those possessions
0: versus the focus going on yourself and improving yourself, caring for yourself, caring
1: for those that you love. It allows Um, you to be more mobile if you're a person who Mm. likes to travel or move around a lot, which a lot of people do. And I think a lot of people feel stuck where they are because moving is a hassle when you own a lot of stuff. But when you can pack your stuff up relatively easily and transport it yourself and not have to you know, higher movers and all of that expense, it becomes a really realistic vision to travel more and have more of that nomadic lifestyle that a lot of people see.
0: And for me also, like it kind of goes back to how we like to talk about what is your definition of XYZ. I had to look at my definition of minimalism because you see on a spectrum, like there's extreme minimalism and then there's not so much. I'm by no means on the extreme end. But when I think of minimalism for myself, it's like, do I need three can openers? Do I need three of the same exact pans? No. So this is where what I was doing was getting smart about like, okay, one of each item for kitchen having only four dishes because I never have more than four people over at my house like ever if I do then I'll worry about it at the time but you know kind of being mindful of how much do I really need to maintain my daily activities in life and same thing with my clothing when I was able to narrow down like all right you know what black gray white beige like those are my colors. And when I looked at the things that I wore most often, that gave me the clarity of like, all right, this is the style that I need to stick with and just be happy with it because that's what I feel comfortable in. And that's what I did with my wardrobe as well. So minimalism can look more of just, all right, have one of each thing in a certain area or Buy only the clothes that you feel really, really good in and the colors that you know you're going to wear no matter what. You can wear it with anything. That's more my version of minimalism. I don't think I could ever go to the extreme of like some people have gotten rid of so much furniture and things like that where it's almost bare. That feels a little too cold for me, but I appreciate it. I'm always like fascinated by the different levels of minimalism. What is your ideal level of minimalism?
1: Probably owning a little bit less than I do now, because if I used when we moved abroad as sort of the benchmark and how easy or difficult that was based on how much we owned. And I definitely right now own too much to move. And my big downfall is books, because books are really hard to move when you're flying. But I love owning books. And I've really tried to instill not a rule, but a guideline to follow that if I want to use the book as a resource or a reference and I know I'll look at it again, I'll buy the book. And if I just want to read something because it sounds fun, fiction especially, I just read it on my Kindle.
0: I do the same exact thing because books was one of those things for me as well. That's awesome. How about with clothing? I have this rule of one in, one out.
1: That's how my partner functions. And I'm always sort of teasing him for it. And I'm like, what are you going to get rid of when he buys Uh something new? He (laughs) follows it to a T, though, and he's much more minimalistic than me in every way. The first few years of our relationship, he thought I was nuts because I had so much stuff. And it was sentimentality mostly for me that I didn't want to get rid of stuff or, no, also thinking I might need it. And after I read the Marie Kondo book, I followed her method to a T. I did our entire apartment. And he said, me reading that book is the best thing I've ever done in his eyes to change my mindset about something wow. because I completely shifted my ideas on minimalism. And we lived in a very small apartment in Seattle, like between 600 and 700 square feet. And I got rid of 45 garbage bags of stuff. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I bet I felt so. That's good, all though. the categories. But it, a lot of it was clothes. And I had held on to clothes like I had a ski jacket. I have been skiing once in my life, but I kept this (laughs) ski jacket just in case I ever go skiing again, which obviously I'm not going to. I was 16 the one time I went. Wow! So he came home from work and he was like, what is this coat here? And I said, that's my ski jacket. I mean, it was in the pile to get rid of. And he couldn't believe it because he's like, I've been with you for over 10 years now, and I had no idea you owned this. It just always been stuffed in the back of the closet. I had never once worn it. But now my ideas around clothes, I think I'm still where you were a few years ago, kind of trying to get an idea of my style. I dress very casually. I work from home, so I don't have to dress up that much. But sometimes i think dressing up when you work from home helps you get in that work professional mindset so i'm still like Absolutely. trying to decide do i just want to have comfy casual clothes or do i want to have a mix of clothes i don't know
0: yeah i 100 percent can relate to that for sure um i will say though like as i'm now even getting rid of more and more things i feel so much lighter i mm-hmm. feel just yeah happier in a way and like i said it's a lot of technology clutter that i'm getting rid of so it's not physical it's not like i see it and it's overwhelming me but when i open up my gmail account and i see that there's so much more space in my inbox that feels really good to me i mean how many people get overwhelmed with their inbox being just chock full of of stuff and some people that's the first thing you're looking at in the morning and so you're starting your morning overwhelmed i think a good
1: tip that i tend to follow especially with anything material like clothes or stationary items things that are hard for me even books is i like to have a really finite amount of space and this is the amount of space i have for this object so i have one little shelf that i keep some books on if i get more than this then it's time to go through and pare down because It's just getting too much because it's outgrowing the space I've allotted for it. I love
0: that idea. And I will say that is a really tough one to stick with for a lot of people. I know for me in the past, if I didn't have enough room for something, I'd be like, oh, I'll just buy another shelf.
1: Yeah. Oh, me too.
0: (laughs) When really didn't need to go and buy another shelf to load more items there. I really love the idea of just sticking with a designated space. And really just allowing that to be it. And as far as like best tips for what I've been able to do is that one in, one out thing that I just mentioned. That's been the easiest way for me to kind of initiate a more minimalist approach to how I'm living my life. And so I think the easier something is to get you into an area. So like introducing minimalism, then the easier it is to stick with and it gets the ball rolling. And then you're like, oh, this feels really good. Let me try this now. And that's kind of what I've used in order to do that. Not just with paring down things in my house, but other areas of my life too, where I was like, okay, what's one small step I can take to get the ball rolling because if it's too much too soon it is way too overwhelming for a lot of us and then that's when we procrastinate or we pull back and we're like nope not for us so it's those bite-sized baby steps that are really helpful
1: and a good way I found to get really clear on the few things that matter the most and I'm not talking about loved ones or pets obviously those are the most important things in our lives i live in the midwest so we have a lot of tornadoes and there have been times when i have to just grab what i can to go to the basement because the sirens go off and usually it's nothing but i always think what do i grab in those moments wow i grab a lot of practical stuff i always grab my phone and my charger and my passport but i also grab like all my Enneagram certification notes and things that I put a lot of effort and work into and that I would want to reference again, but I don't grab any of my clothes. I don't grab any of my books. And so I think that's a really clear way to know, okay, what is irreplaceable essentially? Wow. I love
0: the way you you look at it that way. And I think it's easy for all of us to kind of try to put ourselves in that place. Like, what if there was a fire? in your home, something where I've thought before, if my house were to catch on fire, what would I grab? And wow, that is one way to get very clear on what is most important in your life.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode. If you
0: enjoyed it, please consider sharing it with friends and or family.
1: We'd be incredibly grateful if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your preferred listening platform, as it really helps.
0: If you'd like to reach out to us, you can connect with us through our websites or Instagram, which are all linked in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Our theme song was written by Michael Ahrens.